It is Wednesday, July 31st, and you are listening to another episode of Pink is the New Podcast. You might have heard me call it Pink is a New Blog last week, and uh, I didn't realize that I had called the podcast Pink is a New Blog until after I listened to it, because every time I record a podcast, I listened to it the whole way through to cringe at all the mistakes that I made, and that was a pretty cringy one at the very beginning. But um, I'm actually surprised I didn't accidentally call it Pink is a New Blog sooner, Um And, you know, whatever. This is kind of like Pink is a New Blog, but more podcasty. Ha ha ha. Uh, Yeah, and so I'm starting another episode with me talking and not really playing any music because I haven't loaded up my theme song yet. But one day, one day, I feel like maybe if I talk about it enough, it'll become a thing of legend, a thing of myth. And then when it finally does happen, it's going to be like, ah, like angels singing from the heavens. But until then, you have to deal with just dry old me, musicless, dry me. All right, there's enough of that. Let's get into the week's fun, gossipy, and entertainment news. The first thing I want to talk about is last week, last Wednesday, um, I finally, finally, finally took the advice of uh, a Facebook friend. And for the life of me, I can't remember who it was I'm so fortunate to have so many Facebook friends and so many people share so many great recommendations about uh, movies and books and shows and albums and stuff like that. And um, I've kind of been in uh, the market for a new TV series to obsess over, uh, considering that we're in the summer hiatus. Um, So earlier this year, you know that I super, super, super enjoyed uh, uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, Killing Eve, Pose, Big Little Lies, Game of Thrones. Um, But once all those shows ended, I kind of was like, eh, well, what is there to watch? And uh, for some time now, it's been at least a month or two, I've been hearing about or seeing um, poster artwork around town and like online for a show called Animal Kingdom. And it, you know, Animal Kingdom, I don't know. And then the picture is like of a, you know, California sunset or like palm trees or something. So it didn't really give me a lot of context of what the show might be about until uh, someone on Facebook mentioned that uh, they described the series as uh, Sons of Anarchy on surfboards, which I was like, huh, that sounds really interesting. That sounds really like something up my alley. And I finally got around to watching it. It is uh, in its fourth season. I believe the fourth season is airing now, but it started in 2016 It airs on TNT, a channel I don't usually watch, which is probably why I missed it. And um, and it really is kind of like Sons of Anarchy uh, on surfboards. It revolves around a family, a mother and her sons, and they're they're like criminals. They're crooks. They pull jobs to like rob banks. They pull heists, and uh, all of that is is great in and of itself. But, you know, there's family dynamics and individual um, personal personality conflicts and 
it's really good. Like, I am already almost done with the second season. And um, it's one of those shows that I think is one of those perfect shows. It's ex- it's perfectly cast. It is expertly directed. It is very well written. And uh, it's very well acted. Like, I, there's nothing about it I don't like. Um, it's sexy. They're, you know, the guys are hot, which shouldn't really, you know, be a a thing, but it is a thing because the guys are hot and, um, the storylines are compelling. Uh, there's a point like midway first season where, um, an event happens and I don't want to spoil anything, even though the show has been out since 2016. Um, I really, really encourage those of you who, if this sounds at all interesting to check it out because it's really, really good. But there was a point midway through season one where I was like, oh my God, this show is so good. And it wasn't anything particularly mind-blowing or revolutionary, but the story just so expertly led up to this moment. And then there was this revelation and I was like, wow, what a great show. And it just keeps getting better and better. So Animal Kingdom, uh, it's on TNT, but you can also stream it um, on Amazon Prime, which is how I'm watching it. Uh, there's, I believe, like 10 episodes per season. I think that sounds about right. So um, highly recommend it. If you're looking for a new show like I was, uh, this is one that I highly recommend. So check it out. When I'm finished with the whole uh, with season four and I'm all caught up, then I'll probably do a little, I'll talk a little bit more about it, maybe you know, some spoilery sort of sorts of things, but, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far and I think you might too. So animal kingdom, check it out. That is my, uh, advice for this week. Okay. Last week, uh, it was announced that Disney plus the new streaming service that Disney is launching later this year, uh, and promises to, uh, offer every single Disney animated film ever made, including all the other live action Disney films, including, I believe the star Wars films and the Marvel films, like everything that Disney has to offer will be available on Disney plus. So it was announced last Thursday that, uh, Disney plus will launch on November 12th and it will be offered as an add-on to Hulu. So if you already subscribe to Hulu, it'll probably be a couple bucks extra to add on Disney plus, which sounds like a really damn good deal. Now this, uh, Disney plus and Hulu, uh, bundle is very likely the, because the fact that Disney bought Hulu. So Disney's just buying up the world. They're buying up all the great properties. Now they're buying up, uh, one of the, uh, biggest and most successful streaming platforms. And, uh, yeah, so Disney plus November 12th, uh, it's coming and, um, you can watch it with your Hulu subscription. So that's really, really cool. Um, it was also announced last Thursday that the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games is doing something really cool with the medals that they will be handing out to the Olympians. So the gold, silver, and me- and bronze medals that the Olympians will get in uh, Tokyo 
will be made up of metal melted down from recycled electronics like cell phones. So the gold pieces, the silver pieces, and the bronze pieces of these tons and tons and tons of um, recycled and trashed electronics and cell phones is being melted down to make uh, the medals for the 2020 Olympic Games. And I think it's damn genius. I love Japan. I love um, the way that they think. And I love the way that they do things so elegantly and just brilliantly. So this idea to uh, turn all of that quote-unquote garbage into... um, amongst the most coveted metals in the world is really, really genius. And I love that idea. It was also announced last Thursday that uh, Will and Grace is being canceled again. So as you may know, Will and Grace on NBC enjoyed a fairly long run um, many years ago, and then it ended, and it ended in a really weird way. And then, you know it got rebooted after however many years it had been off the air and it was met with a resounding uh, success. People were very happy that Will and Grace was back. I personally wasn't one of those people. I liked Will and Grace in the beginning and then it kind of like lost its way when it added um, uh, um, some characters and I was just like, you know, just, I don't know. The, the show just changed for me and it wasn't something that I was interested in. So I wasn't really interested in the reboot revival, but I know a lot of people were, I have friends who are huge fans of the show. Um, and it turns out that NBC has decided to cancel it again. So for whatever reason, I guess it's not making enough money, which is what it always comes down to. Will and Grace will be piecing the spork out again. Uh, yeah. On Friday, uh, The Lion King was uh, the big winner at the box office last weekend, even though uh, Quentin Tarantino's new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, opened last Friday. The Lion King beat it at the box office. So good news for Disney. Disney continues their world domination. Good news for The Lion King. I loved The Lion King. I've yet to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really want to. I plan to. I just haven't seen it. Um, But uh, The Lion King was the big winner at the box office last weekend. Um, It was also announced last uh, Friday that Spider-Man So Far From Home, the latest Spider-Man movie, um, crossed the $1 billion mark at the box office. So it became the only Spider-Man movie, the first Spider-Man movie, to make a billion dollars at the box office. And it became, like, the latest Disney film to hit the billion-dollar mark this year. So now every single movie that Disney has released so far in 2019 has made at least a billion dollars. That is crazy. Um, And eventually, all of these movies will be able to be streamed on Disney Plus when they launch their new streaming service. So there you go. All these stories are tied together because ultimately Disney is at the core and at the heart of everything wonderful and amazing in this world. All right. Um, There was also, oh God. Okay. So last Friday, there was news of a petition going around where some um, really entitled, really bratty, uh, 
you know, adults decided that they wanted to start a petition to change when Halloween will be this year, because I guess Halloween falls on a Thursday or it falls midweek. And they decided, you know what, let's just move Halloween to like a Saturday. Let's just do that. And they started a petition and like 60,000 people or something like that signed it. And and nothing infuriates me more than this kind of bullshit, like this entitled mentality that because someone is inconvenienced that they should just like everything should change to to accommodate these people and it's just so irritating especially when you consider that Halloween on October 31st is a pagan holiday it is the pagan new year um it is not something that you can just change like if you want to go trick-or-treating on another night go trick-or-treating don't go trick-or-treating don't participate participate do whatever you want you can't just change when Halloween is because you want to. And it just annoys me that, that I'm even talking about it, but it was, it, it, it made headlines and I, you know, posted a little rant about it on Facebook. Um, and I was very happy to see that so many of, of my friends agreed with me, which I always love. Who doesn't love that? Um, but yeah, if, if, if your idea is to like, let's just change a whole holiday just speak to suit you and your, you know, your circumstances. Get the fuck out of here, please. I mean, like, you know, like the world doesn't revolve around you. Go away. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, and in other asshole news, um, there was a, uh, a, a woman, a mother, who posted something on social media and it went viral when she posted this rant where she uh, was fervently arguing that Disney World, and by extrapolation, all Disney parks, should ban childless adults from going to their parks because childless people take away from the experience of people who have children. I guess in her her little rant, she was talking about the fact that she wanted a pretzel, or her daughter wanted a pretzel, and uh, there was a childless woman in line in front of her who got the last pretzel or some stupid like that. And she was just like, my child should have gotten that pretzel. If you don't have children, you shouldn't even be here. I mean, get the fuck out of here. What is wrong with people? People are so irritating. They're so irritating. They're so selfish. Human beings suck. Um, not all human beings, but damn, man. There are a lot of idiots out there and a lot of jerks and morons. And, you know, I just I just can't let shit like that go. You know, it's just like, I mean, I could very easily say, you know, kids get in the way of, of everything. You know, like things are better without kids. I mean, it sounds so stupid to say. Why don't you just live your own life? Enjoy your own circumstances. If you have children, good for you. If you don't have children, good for you. Everyone can go to Disneyland. Everyone go to Disney World. Everyone can have a good time. Um, you know, so can we just not be so entitled and so selfish? Please, for like a day. Can we have like one day where we don't do that? That'd be wonderful. I know it's wishful thinking. And especially when you consider how things are in this world and in this country in particular. But <sighs> it would be nice if humans didn't suck for just one day. But I digress. Okay, so here's a nice palate cleanser to get all of that, you know, crappy stuff out of the way. Um, last Friday, it was announced that all seasons of Designing Women, the 80s TV series Designing Women, will be released on Hulu next month. 
And now I know that Designing Women is a f- amazing show. Uh, it's got strong female characters who are very... Uh, they, they are well-written, well-acted. They talked about really important social events of the times back in the 80s that were so um, uh, ahead of their time, very much like the Golden Girls. For me, it was about the Golden Girls, but I know that there are other uh, people out there who loved Designing Women as much or more uh, than, than I loved the Golden Girls. And I have to admit, I've watched many episodes of Designing Women, but it wasn't a show I watched religiously, and I know I haven't seen them all. But now that Designing Women is going to be released on Hulu, I have the ability to go back and re-watch, or watch for the first time, this um, really fantastic series. So if you're a fan of Designing Women, and you're a Hulu subscriber, and you should be considering that it's going to include Disney Plus streaming later this year, uh, you're going to want to keep an eye out uh, next month for the premiere of all seasons of Designing Women on Hulu. Um, on Saturday, we learned that the uh, sequel or the second part of the It movie, It Chapter 2, um, will be almost as long as Avengers Endgame. So as you may know, Avengers Endgame is the longest Marvel movie that's ever been released at almost three hours. And it was announced that It Chapter 2 will be almost as long as that. So it's going to be a long-ass, scary-ass movie, which is great news for me. I know some people don't love these long movies because they, they have to pee and all of that kind of stuff, or they can't sit for that long, but I love it. When when a movie is really, really good, I'm, I'm totally enraptured and lost in the story. I'm not paying attention to being hungry or to having to use the bathroom. I mean, whatever. So I'm excited about uh, hearing about how long It Chapter 2 will be. And it was also reported that the director's cut Um, is almost four hours long. Now, it remains to be seen if that director's cut will ever see the light of day, but it is possible that once It Chapter 2 is released on DVD, that the director's cut will be released, which means like probably another hour of movie will be included. And who knows? It might even be a situation where if it does very well in theaters that they might, you know, release in theaters again with the longer director's cut or at least portions of it. So there's going to be a whole lot of uh, It Chapter 2 coming. Pennywise the Clown is coming bigger and longer than ever. So be prepared. Uh, On Saturday, Christina Milian uh, and her boo thing, Matt Pecora announced that they're expecting their first child together. Now, this is a very ha- damn handsome couple. Uh, Christina Milian, beauty, beauty, beauty. Matt Pecora, hottie, hottie, hottie. He's like a French singer. Um, he won The Voice, or he was a judge on The Voice, or something. There's, I don't know, something. He's international, he's foreign, and he's famous, and hot. And he's having a baby with Christina Milian. So congratulations to the two of them. Um... They uh, shared uh, a photo of the two of them and their ultrasound on social media, and it's a really cute picture. So, Mazel Tov, love, and congrats to the happy couple. 
um, on Sunday. Uh, just one more thing I want to talk about uh, with Pokemon Go, which I talked about last week, and I probably talk about it too much, but whatever, I love it. Um, I mentioned last week that um, Team Rocket invaded the game, and they added new gameplay where you can fight against Team Rocket uh, grunts, and you can catch Shadow Pokemon, and I finally caught all of the available ones, and I was super happy last week. On Sunday, they expanded the Team Rocketness to like worldwide, all the stops in every single uh, city and country around the world where the game is played were taken over by Team Rocket. And there were rumors that, you know, the raids were going to give like uh, Shadow Lugia or Shadow Mewtwo. And that didn't happen. I was really hoping that would happen. But um, yeah, like, I, dude, I love this game. I love this game. Um, uh, you know, I it, I don't play a lot of video games. I actually don't play any video games, but this is one that I play almost every day. So, um, yeah, if you're a Pokemon fan and you're not playing, you should play. This goes out to my friend Casey. I know Casey listens. Casey's my boy, and Casey is one of my loyal listeners, my buddy. Um, he uh, is a Pokemon fan, and I've been trying to get him to play. So, Casey, hear my voice. Play with me. Let's play Pokemon Go. And uh, I can help you join Team Rocket. So, okay. Enough enough, enough Pokemon Go for now until they add something else fun to the game. And then, for sure, I'm going to talk about it again. Um, it was announced last Sunday that uh, the horror movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, the, it's being remade, rebooted. A new version of it is being made. And it will be directed by James Wan, who is the genius who directed Jason Momoa in Aquaman and made Aquaman so fucking cool and made that movie so much fun. So he will uh, next apply his directorial magic to the uh, remake, reboot, revamp of I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I couldn't be more excited. This is really, really good news. Um, I loved I Know What You, you Did Last Summer, it had some of my favorite people in it, including Sarah Michelle Gellar. And um, so obviously this remake will have, you know, new young people. Um, but I suppose it's possible that the, uh, the uh, actors who starred in the original might make cameos or something. Who knows? But um, I have full faith that James Wan will do a wonderful job with this remake. And uh, I can't wait to see how it turns out. Um, and on a personal note, on Sunday, I went to Disneyland again. Shocker, shocker, shocker. But this time I went with uh, my co-workers uh, from a very Brady renovation. So for months now, they have seen me go to Disneyland like constantly with different friends. And we've always talked about we should go, we should go, we should go. And uh, Christina is wrapping out uh, the show this week. And then she's going to fly home to Germany for a couple weeks, for six weeks, I think, for a while. Um, so we were like, let's go. We have to go to Disneyland. Let's have a fun day together. So we all went. It was Christina, Diana, Blake, uh, my best friend, Adriana, uh, came with us. And my other, my Disney wife, Elena, met us at the park. And it was me and all these beautiful ladies, my Brady ladies. And we had such a fun day at Disney, um, eating and drinking and riding rides and not riding rides and laughing. And it was a really, really fun day. I, all my days at Disneyland are fun. And, um, I love going with different people because it's always a different experience for me. 
I mean, I don't even need an excuse to go. I'll just go by myself or uh, Elena will meet me and the two of us will just go or any of the members of the Sons of Anakin, my Disneyland social club. Um, But uh, it's really, really fun for me to go with different people who I care about because I love seeing them have fun and I love showing them um, all the fun things that I like to do at, at the parks. So it was a fun day. I think my next trip is in two weeks when I'm going with my friends, uh, Jake and Aaron. Uh, so yeah, Disneyland. It's awesome. You should go, 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 go. I'll see. I'll meet you there. Um, on Monday, the first trailer for American Horror Story 1984 was released. Um, as you may recall in a previous podcast, I talked about the fact that the first, uh, teaser video Uh, was released for the series, for the new season. And that teaser video was pretty much just showing, like, which actors are starring and what they're going to look like in their 80s attire. Uh, We also learned that the theme of American Horror Story this year will be, like, uh, slasher horror films from the 80s. And this trailer made that very clear. Uh, A group of young teenagers, you know, drinking and reveling and having sex presumably make their way to Camp Redwood, I think it's called, Camp Springwood, something like that, which is supposed to be a nod to like Camp Crystal Lake from Friday the 13th. And we got a, we get a glimpse of the killer who will be killing these people in the new season of American Horror Story. So the trailer's out, go check it out. Personally, eh, I've seen better American Horror Story trailers in previous years. Actually, I even think the teaser we saw before this trailer was more entertaining. This this trailer doesn't really show much. I mean, it kind of sets the scene, uh, or it sets the setting, and um, there's not a lot of, you know, excitement in it, in my opinion. So, uh Yes, I I still am excited for the season. I'm still very much looking forward to it. I think the uh, idea to set it in the 80s or to have it look 80s um, at a campsite um, where there's a serial killer, a slasher killer uh, is genius. And you could do so many fun things with a story like that. So I'm excited still in spite of the fact that uh, the teaser trailer looked kind of, or the the first trailer looked kind of meh. But it's out. Go check it out. See what you think. Um, On Monday, we learned that Lil Nas X set the new record for having the longest number one in Billboard music chart history. So for about 25 years, or, or just under, Mariah Carey and Boys to Men previously held the record for the longest uh, number one song with One Fine Day. And in recent years, I want to say a year or two ago, that horrible, horrible song Despacito almost beat Mariah Carey's record. Like, I think it it just missed it by a week or two. So it got really close, but it did not overtake Mariah's record. Well, this week, um, and we found out on Monday officially, Lil Nas X did beat Mariah's record for having the longest number one uh, song in Billboard history uh, with his song Old Town Road or Country Road or Cowboy Road or whatever it is. Now, look, I am not a fan of the song, but I am a huge fan of the fact that a 
black gay cowboy rapper has the uh, distinction of having the longest number one song in Billboard chart history. And I just love that so much. The song, not so much. But let's not forget, uh, the song is built on a sample of a Nine Inch Nails song. So to be fair, Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, has written the song that will that is now the longest number one song in billboard chart history so congratulations to lil nas x congratulations to trent reznor and nine inch nails and uh, my condolences to mariah but to be fair she held the record for a very very long time and to be more fair and let's be really really honest um it is much it was a much more of an achievement for mariah to have her song last for so long because back in the 90s in order for a song to be number one people had to go out and buy the single buy the record the radio had to play the song for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks now streams are taken into consideration like um you know and streaming doesn't really necessarily equate actual listenership like people can just like stream a song constantly on a computer and leave and and all those stream counts will get counted so it's it's less of an accomplishment in my opinion but the rules are the rules and it is what it is and Lil Nas X is the new king of the Billboard singles chart so congratulations to him and uh yeah so there you go um, okay, on Tuesday, uh, we learned that a Star Trek-inspired wa- uh, a collection, or a few, Star Trek-inspired wines are going to be released, including one called Chateau Picard, which is the name of the fictional winery where Jean-Luc Picard's family is from on Earth in France. And uh, so now in real life, there will be a wine, a Bordeaux, I believe, from uh, Chateau Picard. And it will be released just in time for the release of the new Star Trek series Picard, which I've talked about previously, which looks amazing. And I can't wait. And I'm not a big wine drinker, but I can see me buying a bottle or two of Chateau Picard, one to drink, one to keep on my shelf to look at. Um because I'm a huge nerd, the Star Trek fan, and uh, I am excited for Picard, and uh, I think it's cool that they're coming out with a wine from his fictional um, family winery. So, awesome. Uh, Let's see. We've got... um, Disneyland announced that Marvel Land will um, have a Spider-Man ride. There's going to be a Spider-Man ride inside of Marvel Land that looks like it's going to be one of those um, uh, 3D or uh, video rides where, you know, you're in a car and it moves, but like the screen is actually uh, a movie or a video clip or something. So there's going to be a Spider-Man ride and there's a rumor um, that there's going to be an Ant-Man microbrewery inside Marvel Land. Now, the microbrewery hasn't been officially confirmed because uh, this news comes from, like, leaked plans or something. 
but you know, are there is not all not all leaks are really leaks. Sometimes they're like intentional. Um, and the Spider-Man ride was announced officially uh, by uh, Disney. So uh, Marvel Land, which is set to open inside uh, California Adventure, Disneyland California Adventure next year, um, is well underway. When I was there on Sunday, we, you know, I saw like their structures going up and the whole center of the park looks like it's going to be where the Marvel Land is going to be. And uh, now we know there's going to be at least one new ride and um, hopefully a microbrewery themed around Ant-Man, which sounds like uh, a really fun idea. Um, uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, Jamie Lynn, Lynn Spears posted a video of her uh, former Zoe 101 castmates reuniting, singing the theme song, uh, and trying to FaceTime call her, but apparently she missed it, but the video made its way to her and she shared it on social media and, uh, which is really, really cute. You should go check it out on Jamie Lynn's Instagram. Um, and all of this goes, uh, together with the news, the rumors that Nickelodeon is trying to get Jamie Lynn to come back for a reboot or a sequel or something to revive Zoe 101. And uh, it sounds like the cast is on board. The cast, you know, reunited on their own. Um, and they all look great. And uh, my guess is that these negotiations really are happening. And that Jamie Lynn will do it if, the you know, the price is right. Um, so there's just too much um, smoke. There's too much smoke. Uh, for there not to be fire about this Zoe 101 um, reboot or uh, sequel series. So I believe it's going to happen. And this video of the Zoe 101 cast reuniting and serenading Jamie Lynn Spears with the theme song is only the latest signal to me that the show will be rebooted and that everyone will be back on board to bring um, the show to life. Um, let's see. Oh, um, Marvel is reportedly, um, casting for a transgender actress of ethnicity in her twenties or thirties for an upcoming film. So, um, as you may recall, the new Thor movie will feature Natalie Portman as female Thor. So the mantle of Thor with Mjolnir and his powers are going to be transferred to Jane Foster, who will be played by Natalie Portman, and she will become the new Thor. And that movie will also feature Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson, um, who will be the first lesbian, the first out gay character, lead character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So she'll be the first gay superhero in the Marvel uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now there are reports that Marvel is, is looking to cast a transgender actress um, for an upcoming film. And the belief is that this character will appear in Thor, the next Thor film, um, alongside, you know, Natalie and Tessa. And, uh, cause if you recall, Valkyrie is looking for a queen because she is the king of Asgard now. And, uh, it's possible that this transgender actress might be that, uh, character. So, um, None of this is officially confirmed. Um, there's just a rumor going around that this uh, 
that this role is being cast. And uh, I couldn't be more excited by the news. It would be wonderful if, you know, if Marvel just got all of this out of its system, you know, like female Thor, um, out gay uh, superhero, and first transgender superhero all in the same movie. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. I can't wait. Um, Let's see. Oh, there's great news that Joss Whedon has a new show coming to HBO Max. So I mentioned previously that HBO Max is the name of the new Warner Brothers streaming TV network that is coming. So just like Disney Plus will be a, a streaming network of just Disney films and TV series, uh, HBO Max will be the Warner Brothers equivalent, and Joss Whedon will have a show. Uh, it's a sci-fi drama called The Nevers. It is described as, quote, about a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. Uh, Joss is billed as the executive producer, the showrunner, writer, and director. Um, so the, uh, the, so Joss is really, really, really balls deep into the show. He's going to be doing everything and it's, this is great. This is great. Joss is amazing at all of these roles. Um, he, he was this involved when he created and, um, you know, helmed Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So this bodes very, very well for this new series. Um, he is also, uh, joined by, uh, on the writing and producing side by, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer alums, Jane Espenson and Doug Petrie, which is great news because Jane is one of the greatest writers, uh, one of the greatest Buffy writers, and she's written other amazing things as well. So all of this is really, really great news. So I'm super excited about this new Joss Whedon series, uh, which I just learned about. And, um, yeah, so it's coming. It's coming to HBO Max, which means that's another damn streaming network that I'm going to have to subscribe to. And just an aside, I really hope someone comes along and is able to bundle together all of these streaming uh, platforms into into one affordable package. But I suppose, you know, it's more likely that you'll have to have you know, an HBO Max subscription and a Netflix subscription and a Hulu subscription, but that comes with Disney Plus subscription and Amazon Prime subscription. So, um, lots of options. Television is changing. Uh, but I do love the, uh, the ability to watch what I want to watch a la carte. So that's awesome. Um, I talked last week about the fact that Top Gun 2 is coming, uh, because the first trailer was released that showed old-ass Tom Cruise still, you know, being Captain Maverick in this, uh, in this new sequel. And, uh, and this week we hear from actress Kelly McGillis, who was Tom's love interest in the first Top Gun. And she just laments that she wasn't even asked to come back, um, for the sequel. And she says, uh, and she says she knows why she wasn't asked to come back to, uh, to reprise her role or to appear appear in the Top Gun 2 sequel. And she says, quote, I'm old and I'm fat and I look age appropriate for what my age is. 
and that is not what the whole scene is about. I much, I much rather feel absolutely secure in my skin and who I, who and what I am at my age as opposed to placing value on all that other stuff, end quote. So she's basically saying because she is a woman of her age who looks like her age, uh, she wasn't asked to be in this film, and I can't say that I disagree. Um, I believe Jennifer Connelly has been cast as Tom's uh, love interest in this sequel, who's younger. and So men can get older and look flabby and look saggy, and they are brought back, but women who, you know, look older or their age um, and aren't nubile and young are not asked to come back. So she makes a good point. I can't say that I disagree. Um, I love Kelly McGillis, uh, and I love that she spoke out because she didn't have to, and good for her. Um, there you go. Um, and more HBO Max news. Uh, they are going to adapt the, um, the Madeline Miller novel, uh, Circe, into a TV series. Now, Madeline Miller is a fantastic author. She wrote The Song of Achilles, which is, uh, you know, a, a novel version of, uh, of the Iliad. And it's so beautifully written. I loved that book so much that I immediately dived into reading Circe next, which was her follow-up. Uh, so now HBO Max is going to adapt Circe into a TV series, um, an eight episode straight to series order for Circe, which is a modern take on the world of Greek mythology. Um, Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver will write and executive produce the drama, which hails from, uh, Shernan Entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Circe is told from the powerful feminist perspective of the titular, titular goddess who challenges gods from an awkward nymph to a formidable witch able to... Uh, challenge gods, titans, and monsters alike. Quote, Circe tells an epic story of love, loss, tragedy, and immortal conflict, all through the eyes of a fierce female lens, which I'm telling you is awesome. The book is fantastic, and if even a fraction of the magic that is, um, that is featured in, in the, the book, if that makes it to to the TV series, then this series is going to do very, very well. So, um, keep an eye out for that. If you have time, I suggest, highly recommend you read, uh, The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller and Circe. Uh, these are amazing books, amazing stories based on, like, just legendary Greek myths. So, check them out. Um, and... Finally, on Tuesday, uh, round two of the Democratic debates got underway. It's, it was night one of the second round of Democratic debates. And in this, on, uh, in this round, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Pete Booty Judge, um, Beto O'Rourke, Amy Klobuchar, uh, Marianne, the crazy lady, who, who I love, who I love, who I love, I'm not disparaging her at all. I know a lot of people are making fun of her, and I'm definitely not. I should not have called her a crazy lady. I'm just, you know, out of love and out of fun. That's what I mean. But, uh, I mean, Marianne Williamson, she may not, you know, be the, the Democratic nominee. But I love that she's still up on that uh, debate platform. And she deserves to be up there just along with those other people who 
I don't even know the guy's names. Um, so night one of the Democratic debate it was, is this last Tuesday night, and um, not not the night that I'm really focusing on watching. I'm really looking forward to night two, which will happen on Wednesday night. So, uh, so after you hear this podcast on Wednesday, set your DVRs or tune in later tonight to to watch the night two of the Democratic debate because Kamala Harris, my girl. Um, is going to be on the debate stage along with Vice President Joe Biden, Cory Booker, um, who else, who else, who else? Those are all the people that you really need to know about, uh, in my opinion. So, so yeah, and that is, that is that, that is it. That is uh, all I have for you today. I do want to, one last thing, and this is not uh, entertainment or gossip related, but it's, it's one last thing I want to mention I have managed in the many, 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 many years that I have been an iPhone user and owner and fan, I have never had to take my phone to the Apple store to be repaired because of software until this week. And I only mention this as a cautionary tale because it was kind of like a little bit of a stressor. Um, But... I am happy to report that we have gotten to the point in where technology is able to be fixed very quickly. Like my, my phone was bricked. It was, I fucked it up. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into, but I fucked it up. I could not use my phone at all, period. So I had to take it to the Apple store and they had to wipe it and put the software back on and give it to me like it was brand, brand new, which is great. But then I had to go through the whole process of like, you know, reinstalling my apps And then I thought that I lost my photos, but thankfully, thankfully, I back up all of my photos to my iCloud, so they all came back. I did lose all of my text messages, which sucks, but, um, because I've got some really great text convos going on and stuff like that, but whatever, it's fine, I'll I'll make new ones, Uh, I'll I'll plunge ahead. And there is something nice in starting over with a new phone, because you can, I didn't re-download all the apps I had on the phone before, so I can do a little bit of spring cleaning that way. Um, So, the cautionary tale is, first, back up your shit. It is worth paying $2 a month, or however much it costs, to have your photos, your contacts, uh, your files saved, um, you know, in the cloud where you can access them from. If my phone died, I could log into uh, my iPad and download them there, or to a computer and download them there, or a new phone and download them there, or have my phone fixed and re-download them back to my phone. People, we live in a digital age where we take pictures and videos constantly, and, you know, you back up your stuff. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying back up your stuff and do it in a way where if you do lose your phone or break your phone or something, all you have to do is log into your account and get them all back. So that is my PSA for the week. Um, also, I want to shout out to the Apple Store, in particular the Apple Store in Santa Monica on the 3rd Street Promenade and Jeremy, I believe the genius bar dude's name was. Super, super helpful. Didn't make me feel dumb. Didn't didn't shame me or anything like that. Um, got me fixed and out the door for free um, in short amount of time. So uh, you know, 
what can I say? Apple Store saved my butt. Um, and this is the first time that it's really happened to me. So I'm glad that it happened at a point where where the fixes are very um, quick and easy and stress-free. So uh, back up your phones, back up your data. And uh, if you need help and you have an iPhone, the folks at the Genius Bar will probably sort you out very quickly. So that's all I have to say about that. And that's the week. That is my week. That is all I have for you this week. Um, yeah. Uh, I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great week to come. Um, July is over, people. Today is July 31st, and then July's done. Summer is almost over already. We're moving into August, then September, then it'll be Halloween, Thanksgiving, New Year's, then it'll be 2050, and then we'll all be dead. Um, so, yeah. If you have... Uh, not yet been to the beach, go to the beach. Go do a picnic, go do a hike, go to the pool, go to Disneyland, go to your local park, go get some ice cream, get a Slurpee, have a hot dog, go get some sun, go enjoy the summer because it's flying by people. It's flying by. All right. You have a great week. Thanks for listening. I'll be back here next week, hopefully with more fun stuff to talk about. Definitely with more fun stuff to talk about. Hopefully you'll be back to hear me talk about it again. I love you all. Have a great week. I'll see you then. Bye.